You are listening to What in the Horror with your host Lando and Tim. Welcome back to yet another episode of What in the Horror with your host Lando and Tim. Today we will be reviewing Puppet Master X, Access Rising from 2012, and Underworld Blood Wars from 2016. So we'll start with my movie for this week, Puppet Master X from 2012. So basically this movie starts off after the ninth film. And it starts with this Japanese woman named Uzu, who, as I said, was from the last movie, and she stole one of the puppets. Anyway, she's walking down an alley and is stopped by a Nazi general. She offers him the puppet Tunnler in exchange for her freedom. He gladly takes the prize and immediately kills her as he was telling her that he was going to set her free. So he ends up shooting her in the head. While this takes place, the puppet blade watches from the shadows. The next morning, Danny and Beth are recovering at Danny's house. Danny tells the rest of the puppets that he couldn't revive Ninja, who's another puppet, but they will get back Tunnler. Blade appears and informs them of Uzu's death and Tunnler's capture by the Nazis. Danny and Beth respond to a knock on the door, but are grabbed by two men in suits. Meanwhile, in a secret lab in Chinatown, a doctor who is captured has a fixation with dolls, is working for the Nazis to develop a machine that can reanimate the dead. One of the female Nazis who's very seductive tries to motivate the doctor only to be interrupted by the Nazi general. He demands that the machine gets a demonstration so he brings a Japanese man into the room and slits his throat they take the man they put him into the machine and they start the machine up the man then wakes up from his death comes out and then just a few seconds later he starts to decay and fall down the doctor promises to fix the machine the Nazi general reminds him that his daughter will be killed if he doesn't show him results then he uh shows the doctor toddler to study then you go back to danny and beth who are revealed to be taken to a military base where major collins commends them on thwarting the bombing of the weapon factory he informs danny that general porter will be in town and will present him with a medal to protect them he has a sergeant stone assigned as their bodyguard back at the lab the general and the seductive Nazi, as I'll call it through this episode, are discussing the machine and what it will mean for them. A soldier that enters and informs him of General Porter's arrival. Back at Beth's house, Stone is settling in and getting on Beth's nerves with his sexist attitude. Back at the lab, the doctor is examining Tunnler when the woman Nazi enters and tries again to seduce him. The Nazi general enters and in a rage, he shoots the woman in the head. Then you go back to Danny and Beth and Stone, who are eating dinner. And Stone, he just eats like a pig. Well, soon after this is when they finally decide to inform Stone how they uh, really did this whole thing in the ninth film. So they show the puppets to Stone. And then you go back again and you see the doctor tries to use the fluid he extracts from Tunnler in his machine to revive the Nazi woman, but it fails. She wakes up and takes two steps out of the machine, 
drops to the ground and basically rots to death, just like the Japanese man. Then you see Danny, who just got done uh, introducing the puppets to Stone, who's dumbfounded, and tells him that the Nazis have one of them that needs to be recovered. You go back to the general and the doctor again, and he shows the, uh, yeah, the doctor shows the general his newest creation, a new puppet named Bombshell that he made out of uh, out of the um, likeness of the woman that the general just shot with machine guns in her chest. He's amused by this, but still wants the machine to be completed. Danny and the others take Blade and Pinhead to Chinatown to locate the Nazi base. They are ambushed by Bombshell and must retreat. Bombshell returns to the lab and the doctor presents three other puppets. This werewolf looking one, this one that looks like a tank pretty much, and then another one named Kamikaze who's a walking bomb. Danny and the others prepare for the award ceremony when Leech Woman tries to tell them something. During the award, the puppets attack, killing Major Colin. Danny's puppets take them on and are beaten back. Porter is grateful to Danny and allows him to enter the army. Danny and, and the others ponder on how to stop the Nazi puppets when Leech Woman pulls out Six Shooter's head. They locate the lab and take out the Nazi guards. Once inside, they locate and recover Tonler, but are stopped by the general and the doctor's puppets. The puppets fight, and this time the Nazi puppets are beaten. Beth holds the doctor at gunpoint, but lets him explain himself. Stone and the Nazi general fight, and just as Stone gets the upper hand, the general stabs him, killing him. The Nazi general comes at Danny, but is shot down by Six Shooter. The general is still alive, pulls out a gun, and plans to shoot Danny, who states, never screw with America. Blade then comes from behind and stabs the general. Beth and the doctor come out and tells Kamikaze to detonate, destroying the lab and killing the general. Danny and Beth let the doctor go, but as he leaves, the others didn't notice he has a bottle of the puppet's fluid. And yeah, that's basically it right there. So, but uh, yeah, I really don't have much to say about this movie. I mean, I personally own all nine of the first movies on DVD and I, I didn't grow up watching them all. I think I seen maybe one or two of them when I was a kid, but uh, then I saw these at like Dollar General or something for really cheap. So I ended up getting the movies and watched them from start to finish. And I was like, why did I sleep on the other movies? So uh, yeah, when it comes to scores and stuff, there wasn't much for scores, but uh, Rotten Tomato didn't even bother giving it a score. Their audience score was, was a very low 25%. Google 76. I couldn't find any information on budget or box office. As for my thoughts on this movie, it was a great film series, but I have mixed feelings about this one. And as I already stated, I own the first nine films, but I only liked eight of them because there was one where it was basically, you see pretty much everything from the previous movies and it was just not good at all. I wouldn't watch it ever again. Every time I watch these movies from start to finish, I usually skip that movie because it sucks so bad. Slow at first, but picks up near the end. Not really a gore fest of a movie, but it did have an okay amount of blood. The special effects looked pretty early 90s to me, especially when the uh, Nazi puppets use their guns, especially when the cameraman gets shot in the attack. It looked very 90s. 
the special effects and everything. They didn't use like makeup effects or anything. You could tell it was all digital. Wouldn't recommend this movie if you haven't seen the first nine at least, especially the ninth movie. Like if you go into watching this movie, you're kind of maybe going to be confused on what happened. So I love the look of all the puppets and how they kill. Personally, my favorite puppet has always been Blade, who looks kind of like a white-haired ghost with no eyes, a black hat and trench coat, and has a hook on for a hand, and then his other hand is a blade, hence his name. Could have seen myself watching this again if it had a better story that went more along with the past film. It just looked like an, another sequel adding onto what happened in the ninth film. I mean, it didn't really go from the ninth film onto this one in my opinion that's what i mean but uh enough about what i thought tim what was your thoughts on this movie uh thoughts were yeah is a little um they use a little old school uh, than like more modern day when it came out like effects so it's it was like a little behind the times as far as what they could have done and the gore factor wasn't as good as it could have been or even was in other movies in the series i felt the gore factor was down a little bit I felt the fear factor was a little bit down too, especially with the enemy puppets, but there was a decent storyline to it. Um, okay. The Nazi woman was kind of a little bit, a little bit of a cheesy spot, but other than that, I mean, the storyline wasn't bad. I did like the idea that they were trying to reanimate people. The doctor figured it out. It was, I mean, it, the storyline on it was pretty good. They did stick to it. It was a little weird in parts. Um, like you said, not one I'd recommend with, uh, you know, out watching the previous movies. It really would be confusing to someone jumping in. Not as bad as some others we've had in the past. You can kind of get a little bit of an idea of what's going on. But if you hadn't seen the others, all of a sudden these puppets are in this room talking to the guy and the the guy and the girl. And if you didn't see it, you wouldn't know what was going on. So it's not a standalone movie. But if you're going to watch the series, once you're already locked into the others, you know, this will give you a little bit more in depth into some more of the inner inner workings of the puppets and how they are alive in a way. Um, that said, it was it was not a bad movie. It wasn't the greatest. wasn't bad. I like some of the others in the series. Like you said, there's a few others a lot better. There was that one, like you said, was absolutely terrible. <laughs> but it still was necessary to watch in order to really understand as it progressed. So, yeah that's my thoughts on this it's uh did you want to give it a rating yeah sure but yeah like i said it's not a bad movie it's just not something i'd recommend if you're starting out on these puppet master movies you would definitely have to start from the beginning or at least with the ninth film and then start with this one but personally i'd recommend the first nine all together and then minus the one that i said that piece of shit pretty much but uh, as for rating, I gave us a 3.5 skulls. I would have gave it a four if it had more context, I guess. I mean, it, like I said, 3.5 ain't great, but it's not bad either. Yeah, that's my rating for this film. That was my rating as well, 3.5. And like you were saying, it's if it had a little bit more of a standalone, so you could have stepped into it and at least understood what was going on from the beginning. Like even if they'd done a little recap, like they did in some of the others, not go as far as that one but a little bit of a recap of maybe what happened in the last battle in the other one, the, what actually led them to this point, you know, similar to what we had with the, um, the pinhead series and stuff. We had that, the, they give you a recap. And if they had that, I think it would have been a little bit higher, even though the, like you said, the 
wasn't the greatest, but 3.5, it is watchable. Even as a standalone, you could maybe figure it out, but it's going to take a little bit of time to get into it and understand what's going on. That's my only real downfall is not having the lead up to understand if you hadn't seen the previous one. Yeah. Yeah. 3.5 is a fair scour. Yeah. Well, now we will move along on to a second movie of this episode, Underworld Blood Wars from 2016. Yep. Um, Okay. It starts off, you know, there's, uh, there's only a couple of remaining vampire covens. Uh, they're being annihilated by the lichens one by one. And this both species are searching for Celine because, you know, that for one, she killed Victor off in a series, previous series. And they do do a good job of recapping a little of this. So you wouldn't be completely lost later on. But if you're first time watching any of the series, Again, this is similar to the other one. It's better if you understand what's going on. But, um, and the Lycans, they just want to, they're led by Marius and they're trying to use her to locate her daughter because her daughter is the only true hybrid because her and um, Michael in a previous one who was a pure Lycan and she was a pure vampire, they had a kid and announced to her is a the whole different movie on that subject, but they're looking to locate the daughter because the daughter holds the key to building an army of vampire werewolf hybrids so uh then they jump into samira a council member of the eastern coven she tries to talk thomas into granting celine clemency but she has to try and talk him into talking to council because they will not take her word for it they would pretty much shun her from it because they already kind of barely tolerate her already so it had to be his idea that she backed instead of her idea that he backed so you know, pleading for the council because they needed her to teach the death dealers how to fight properly and kill off the lichens if they were attacked. Because uh, Celine has actually got is by far one of the best death dealers of all time for the vampires. Uh, death dealer is someone who actually attacks and kills the lichens and um, can kill off them and stop them from hurting people. Are uh, the vampires in this man? And then the uh, they uh, begin they finally get her in as an ally uh and they poison celine really pretty quickly i was surprised how quickly this happened in the first fight that they ever had to train in front of the trainees after a little bit of training for these uh death dealer trainees and they frame celine for the thing by putting two of her guns on the floor while taking her body out and bloodletting it and trying to drain her blood to use to make um to make samira more powerful um, Thomas and David attempt to rescue and they're attacked by Samira and Varga, which is her like lackey and the head of like the death dealers and in charge of them. And when they go to escape, you know, they unfortunately Thomas, the father, actually gets killed. And when he gets killed, it's, it's kind of sad because he really he had the upper hand, but because he took a minute to talk to a, talk to his kid and, and to get Celine out of there because uh, Celine was still basically unconscious barely conscious at all and they take refuge at the nordic coven which is way way up north like this is beyond the reach of human uh, humans for the most part and they think beyond the reach of uh the lichens uh they're pursued by alexia that's um actually the first in command underneath like david because that you know like i was saying when she got framed it was killing off all the other death dealers with the gun there was nobody left and they blamed it on her forgot to recap that part that's what she got framed for when like i said she was missing and then we went to going up to this weird stronghold i i can't describe it any better way because even if you're watching this it's kind of like this weird surprise 
you get up there and everybody's like white and they have white hair. I mean, and they can kind of like almost like fade out and into existence. Like they move so fast or something, but it's like supernatural meaning. And it, Selene originally thinks that this is a trick in the beginning. Well, while they're there, they start, Alexis, Alexia goes and talks to Marcus. Um, we find out before she heads there and lets her know that they know that this, he's going, let's, Marius knows that they're going north to this place because she ta was tasked to the kill. Um, not kill, but capture Selena alive and bring her back, although technically kill. So it's kind of a really tricky situation. The council wants her alive to talk to her, but obviously um, Samira wants her preferably dead or at least hidden if she comes back alive so that she doesn't get, you know, let her, everybody know what actually happened because they can with their blood. So they got to, because when they uh, drink the blood, they get memories from the previous person's blood from the, their blood. Well, she gets up there. They're um, being pursued by her to find out about this. Um, find out Marius and Alexia are a pair. Um, Samira's at this point, you, she's not aware of this as far as you know and is a secret lover and she actually comes into liking camp almost gets caught so it's kind of interesting little thing going on there because obviously lichens can't know about this as well so they get up there and shortly after their arrival um david finds out you know a few things like he's told that his mother was a pure blood and that he was a pure blood between him and his father her father and him but it was hidden because otherwise he would have been killed uh they left him a silver infused sword which was the highest quality and he just doesn't want anything to do with it because he feels like if this is true then she just abandoned me because he told she's died at childbirth and then as he walks off um selene is handed a ring with his mother's blood a drop of his mother's blood in it in this cool little it looks like a quidditch ball is another better way to describe it if anyone's ever watched harry potter and he goes off and starts talking to to David and she hands him a ring and says, if you want to find out the truth, this is the secret. Cause he goes, what do I need a ring for? And he goes, it's not the ring. It's the drop of your mother's blood inside. That is the true treasure. While this happens and he's got this, they are attacked by lichens that climb up this same wall, um, ice wall. It's like a water frozen waterfall. And they start just coming in hordes. It's led by, uh, it's led by Marius. And it's, pretty much not looking too good especially for the vampires even with their like special abilities they're still getting slaughtered pretty good but, um they're doing their share of damage they're taking out a lot of lichens too but lichens have been regrouping and up here there's less recruiting going on so to speak and the lichens have been recruiting so they have a massive army coming and um uh, David winds up drinking the blood, finding out that his mother did care about him. It was actually just to save his life while this is going on. Um, Celine is kicking butt pretty good. And then uh, he comes out, he starts fighting with him. David does afterwards, grabs the sword and starts fighting once he realizes he's the true heir to the, to the Eastern Coven. And then while he's fighting, he's doing a good job because at this point you already know that the, he's got... They think it's because of Selene's blood. They're not sure, but it, the superior blood factor is why he can live through daylight. The lichens, one of the things they were using their advantage, they were using this big like, cannon thing that was shooting holes in the in the place in the previous spot um, to cause light to come through, which was actually giving them an advantage. 
he they fight um Celine gets winds up fighting Marius down below the waterfall if they fall off and it looks like she's gonna win and then he winds up drinking a vial of Michael's blood the last vial of it um didn't know that this existed you know she winds up getting a little blood on her lip it shows that he's the one that killed Michael and drained him of all his blood and has been using his blood right along to gain the werewolf hybrid like power which is why he was able to come to power and they fight she loses she's basically dead uh, um his girlfriend comes down alexia comes down and they went up talking and she tastes uh celine's blood finds out that she really does not know where her daughter is because this is what she's been telling them the whole time but they went they didn't believe it that's why i've been chasing her so they're pretty much done with her at this point and she they broke the ice and stuff and she ran because what they saw is to get that superpower they had kind of like the fading and out of existence moving around it's a way of a, like you know almost an enlightenment state like the changing uh something and the water is supposed to be the key so she says the water and she she realizes that and she opens up the chunk of ice and slips underneath and is under the ice and you see her eyes are glowing like they normally are and then they just fade out well obviously marius and alexia leave and so do all the rest of them they retreat because at this point they don't have any reason to keep on fighting up there and then it cuts out to the fact that you know she's being wrapped in these robe things and stuff the for the ritual so the water is you know treating her so to speak they're treating her the same way as the other because the water they take a poison and stuff anyway and it's, it's kind of weird but while that's going on uh david winds up going back to the eastern coven okay at the eastern coven samira drinks the blood taken for Celine, but she had to wait until the poison was out of it um otherwise she could have taken a chance of dying or getting sick off it herself and she, she gets this weird you see the her absorb this blood and it kind of changes her and she becomes more powerful in the end alexia returns and informs samira the attack on nordic coven samira kills her telling her she knew of alexia's treachery the whole time and as she had precisely she did as precisely as samira had planned and then when david returns he presents himself as a rightful heir and denounces samira even Varga deserts her, saying his loyalty is to the rightful heir of the coven because they had rings for each one of the um, elders that were there. And they all tasted the rings and they were able to see the memories of his mother. So they knew it was true. So even her little lackey, Varga, actually switched to, switched to follow David. She's led off to be imprisoned to the dungeons. As she's walking, she... Um, this is where it shows she's walking away and walking down this thing corridor where she jumped up once before and grabbed a sword off the wall and actually that's how she wound up killing his father david well she looks up at the things you know that's what's going to happen but it doesn't show it right away and then the coven comes under attack by marius's forces at this point the lichen this is where lichens start blowing holes in the castle and stuff and let sunlight through they're killing them they're definitely winning and then when they realize Marius realizes that, you know, David is able, is immune to light. He's very curious and goes up to fight him. And then all of a sudden, Celine suddenly reappears. Like she kind of fades into existence, but she has a white ends to her hair. She's not like completely white, like all the people in the Nordic, but she's got this white, like, you know, tips to her hair. And she's got black hair. Normally it's really kind of interesting look. And she's able to phase in and out like that. And she just goes through and she's literally plowing through the lichens like, there's nothing to it and then uh 
she swiftly dispatches them as the Nordic coven led by Lena. That's the one that helped transform her. She's like one of the major people down there. Thinks she's a daughter of the guy or something like that. I don't know exactly the relationship there. And then um, they all come in and they start actually taking out most of the lichens. As Celine makes her way through the castle, Samira escapes her cell and begins uh, to kill the dungeon guards. Selena and David find Marius, but David is uh, slowed down by Samira. And then Marius and Selene's fight continues. It kind of pauses her. She almost winds up in really bad shape. So she winds up working her way back into that same room where she was in this like chamber thing with the kind of reminds me of hell in the cell. If anybody ever watches wrestling, it drops down. So she puts herself in here and gets some of the blood from Marius so that she can actually have the vision completely of all the things that happened without having to worry about being killed instantly while he's trying to tear his way in because he drinks that last vial of blood and starts ripping this door open. Well, they start fighting afterwards and she literally rips his spine out, um, like totally rips it right out of him. It's kind of insane. If It reminds me of like, if you ever watched the Predator movie, the first Predator movie where it rips the spine out, it's like that, but the head skull's not attached. It's pretty, pretty intense. And David manages to kill Samira while she's distracted with glee that the sunlight falling on her doesn't kill her. And then he shows Marius's severed head to the lichens and calls them a collector wounded and go. Rather than continue the fight, he actually at least gets them to leave because he knows that they can't really come back. It, the thing about this is more Marius is able to bring them all together. And this is not an easy thing to do. It takes an extremely rare person to be able to bring these guys together because the lichens tend to fight each other, especially considering when they're wolf form, they kind of go to instinctual. Um, in the aftermath, Celine, David, and Alina are chosen as the new elders. And it's revealed to her, her resurrection at the Nordic Queen, Celine was reunited with Eve, her daughter, right on the ice, same place she had that fight. All of a sudden, she's sitting there and sitting down on the ice, and then her daughter starts walking to her. Uh, she'd been following her mother through uh, telepathic link as she had anticipated. And that's how it ends. It's my thoughts on this movie is I missed one of them. I did not see the one where our daughter was born. I did not realize I missed this. So it kind of bothered me a little, but there was enough flashback scenes to get the general idea of what happened. And I'd already seen the other movies, but I think that you could watch this as a standalone, standalone movie if you hadn't seen the others before and still enjoy the movie. Uh, it's done well enough that it's p bits and pieces, the old movie throughout it and not all, old movies throughout it and not all at once. So you can kind of follow the storyline, have a good time, and not have to worry about the little things and show enough of the flashbacks that you would understand what's going on. That to me was a really good thing for this late in the movie series. I really liked the movie considering how far it went into it. It was not what I expected. It kind of surprised me quite a bit um, where they went with this. But this series, if you watch it, everyone seems to kind of one up on that. It's always something that you don't expect to happen. That's one of the things I like about it. I mean, gore factor on this, it's got gore factor. There's a lot of blood. I'm unfortunately, like when vampires die, it's mostly dust. They turn to dust mostly. But when the lichens die, there's a lot of blood with that. Um, the ripping out of the spine, that was one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. Like it's really like just reach right in, grab this guy's spine and just rip it right out of his body. It's like, whoa, didn't see that coming. But within general, I mean, I like this movie. Um, I thought it had a pretty good storyline. Kind of had a feeling that Samara knew about... Uh, knew about alexia i had a feeling 
But at the same time, I mean, they make it seem like it's possible she doesn't. So all in all, I think it had a little bit of betrayal, a little bit of trickery, a little bit of like, oh, but I knew the whole time. So there's a lot of guessing games in this too. You knew that she was going to wind up being transcended to this situation where she could do the phasing. You just kind of had that feeling, but her phasing was way faster. Like the way she moved in there when she came up, first came up those stairs, she like killed like 10 lichens within five seconds. It was just a walk right through and just, it was insane. So that was kind of cool. Um, before I give it a rating, Lando, what were your thoughts of this movie? Well, before I give my thoughts, I'll give the audience score and everything from Rotten Tomato. Rotten Tomato, they gave it a 21%, which I highly disagree with. Audience score, 49 Completely disagree with that. I do kind of agree with Google. They gave it a 87. This movie had a budget of $35 million and it grossed $81.1 million in the box office. Now, when it comes to my thoughts, it's a great action slash horror movie. Awesome amount of action. Loved all the other films in the series. Loved the whole story from start to finish. Blood is there, but not really that much for gore, in my opinion. But yeah, it's just not that bad of a movie. I mean, the lady that plays uh, Celine, Kate Beckinsale, she's one of my favorite actor actresses who is extremely hot. But uh, yeah, I just loved the whole film. The only part I didn't really like was how they pretty much killed Michael. I mean, you see him from the first one then you see him in the second one they skip Celine and everything in the third one then they go back to the fourth one and then this one so yeah i really didn't have any real complaints about this movie other than that yeah it was uh i mean i can't go five with there nothing like that but because this is so far in a series to do this well i did give it a 4.0 skulls because i thought it had a really i mean you're not talking like a, it for a first movie this would have been a little bit lower but being that far into a series and still keep the storyline this straight i was pretty impressed but like you said the gore factor was down some other than that spine thing that was freaking cool <laughs> that was my favorite part yeah when it comes to my scoring i gave it a five skull rating i mean i really love these films i mean i can't think of a bad thing about them i mean they i mean they made five of them so far so i'm excited to see if they make a sixth one have you seen them all yes uh i missed the one yeah i own the first three on dvd and then then the fourth one i've seen about maybe a week and a half before you gave me your pick for this episode so because i watched that plus i watched the well this one so yeah i think that's about it for this episode i I just love these, both of these films were really good this week. So So with that being said, if you have any movie suggestions, you can always email us at whatinthehorrorpodcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on our Twitter, that's whatinthehorrorpodcast, all one word. And as a new thing that I started, I started a new uh, Discord. So you can hit us up on there too. It's on our Linktree account. It's labeled as Discord, so just hit that link and you get automatically added into the Discord and you get a label known as uh, Fresh Meat. You get that for a little while and then once you become more active in the Discord and everything, you become a serial killer. So yeah, it's a small little community. I mean, we just I just started this thing a couple of weeks ago, so we only have like four people in there. I mean two of them are me and tim here so but yeah join our discord 
we have a good amount of or good people in there so far but uh anyways as always i've been lando and i've been tim and we're the fuck out of here you were listening to what in the horse see you next time <laughs>